0: What's up? It's your girl here, Maya Sanita, and welcome to the Refined Nation Station. Hey, listen, my mission is to inspire others as they are refined in Christ. Stay tuned. Let's have a great time. Yeah. What's up, Refinationers? Welcome back to the Refination Station, the podcast. Our topic today is titled Mental Health and Meditation. All right, so let's just go ahead and get into this topic. Let's talk about mental health. Let's talk about meditation. And, you know... Some of the descriptions that i found is included in uh, mental health is our emotional, our psychological and our social well-being. I mean, you can barely go a day without hearing someone referencing the two, right? Believe it or not, it's due to a lot of the things that we faced the last couple of years with the pandemic. And it forces us to no longer ignore those concerns that we've had. Like, we can all relate to uh, having a mental health challenge in one way or another, whether it be something that you're personally experiencing or maybe a close family member that is struggling in this area. Like, we all have that one person at the cookout that we keep our kids away from because something's just not right with them. But what if the issue? wasn't as noticeable because it's not something that we always see with our physical eyes many of us hide these mental challenges by showing physical emotions perhaps like a smile or something of that nature and those who we encounter fail to see that there's a deeper issue thinking that everything is going well but Can we be like real? One of the most common questions that is asked to a person is how are you doing? And one of the most common answers that we hear is just good. Maybe that's true. Maybe you are good. But a lot of times one may be feeling very much less than good. And as a result, the issue remains hidden. And it allows an opportunity for the area of darkness to not be exposed to the light that is needed. And I think sometimes that's due to us not wanting to put ourselves or our business out there. I mean, many of us were taught what happens in the house stays in the house. And while there is some truth and some value in that, I believe that we must use wisdom and seek for guidance so that we are not placing ourselves in an unhealthy position mentally and not just quote unquote sweeping things under the rug. I mean, at the end of the day, the dirt is still there. It's just no one can see it. And as Christians, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we want our temple to be pure for him, right? Body, soul, and spirit. So I think it's important that we just discuss ways that we can begin developing a healthy mind, which includes meditating on the word of God. But before we get into it, go ahead and press subscribe, follow, be sure to share it with a friend, a neighbor, a coworker, family member, or whoever else you can think of, because um, we're going to go ahead and just keep going. So one definition I found as biblical meditation is that it is pondering the words of scripture with a receptive heart, trusting the Holy Spirit to work in you through those words. In other words, we should reflect on the word of God and we should reflect on the word of the Lord with an open heart. Many sources outside of Christianity, including New Age, say that we should open our minds or even empty our minds, but the reality is that we should Fill our minds with the word of the Lord through the reading of his holy word in our hearts to accept the counsel that comes with reading of that word. Okay, think of it this way. If we go into a room to do a deep cleaning and for the sake of the topic, let's just say we're going to our bathroom. If you go into the bathroom and you begin to clean it, you're not just going to take out like everything and just leave. Like you're not just gonna take out the curtain rod or the curtain and uh, you're not gonna just take out your bathroom rug or whatever it is and then say, ah, it's clean now. You're not gonna do that. You're gonna go in with supplies. You'll be using your bleach, your Lysol, your glass cleaner, your toilet bowl cleaner, brooms, mops, sponges, and whatever else that you may find in order to clean and purify that area. Because we understand by activating those suds that it begins to lift off dirt and grime so that it can be washed away and your bathroom can actually be clean. I mean, in the same way, let the Holy Spirit wash over you. Use the scripture and the word of God as your suds. Every scripture, as a sud bubble. I mean, just imagine every scripture as a sud bubble, scrubbing and lifting filth to be washed away with the pure water of the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 10 and 22 talks about our bodies being washed with pure water. And if you even look into verse 23, it continues to talk about holding fast to our hope without wavering because he who promised is faithful, right? So we have to understand that the Holy Spirit plays a role but we have to do our part also. We are to hold fast to our hope and do not waver. There are going to be things in our life that will attempt to infiltrate our minds and hearts even to change what we believe and planting seeds of despair in our lives. But we are to quickly remember what God has said pertaining to our lives and stick to his word and his thoughts so that we are not wavering and those seeds will be uprooted because God's promises are yes and amen. His promises do not waver, guys, and his spirit and his desire is to fulfill his promises to you and in through your life. It's commonly heard that emptying our minds gives our mind a break, but really what's going on is we're opening up an opportunity for demonic activity and or demonic squatters to begin to abide within our minds and sometimes even within our souls which may bring a false sense of peace but You know, the concern is that it brings deception as well as wickedness. Now, let that sink in right there. And that can ultimately lead to what? An unhealthy consequences in your thought patterns within your life. And when you think of like squatters, just in general, they will go into an empty place and begin to make themselves right at home. Like. You've heard of times when a squatter may live in an attic or shed or in someone's home or even like they've just moved into someone's actual living space and the homeowner surprisingly finds out that there's someone in their space. For example, maybe they just heard a bump in the ceiling or perhaps the squatter left behind a soda can or a blanket or a bed or something showing the evidence of that breach. There are even squatter laws in place where once they enter into the home, and begin to abide, there is a process that must be taken in order to evict them out of that home unless they choose to leave voluntarily. Now, this is why it's important to allow God to be the primary focus of times of meditation by reading his holy word and applying it during the times in prayer so that we're not emptying our mind and leaving an opportunity for the enemy to come and abide within our body, aka the temple of the Holy Spirit. Nehemiah 13, four through six talks about Eliashib, the priest, invited Tobiah into the temple to stay within one of the storage rooms. Now, for those of us who know the story, understand that Tobiah made a mockery of the people of God and what they were doing. And so Eliashib should not have let there be a rite, a passage to Tobiah to come and rest all cozy like up within the temple. I mean, long story short, Nehemiah kicked him out because he just did not belong there. And as we continue to meditate on the word of God, those squatters, you know, the ones that are squatting with depression and pain and rejection and confusion and lies and whatever else, those things will be kicked out of your life by the authority of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit will be the one to come and fill every empty space within your life. So what are some other practical things we can implement in order to cultivate a healthy mindset other than meditation? The number one thing that I think is to get counseling. I mean, first off, the Holy Spirit is our counselor. There's nobody that's gonna give you better wisdom and better guidance than the Holy Spirit. But also, there's absolutely nothing wrong with getting counsel from a good Christian therapist. Maybe it's a professional counselor, maybe it's a pastor or even a friend or family member. However, I do suggest staying away from counselors that do not have the same beliefs as you. Psalms 1 and 3 says, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of wicked, nor stand in the path of sinner, nor sit in the seat of scorners. And I mean, believe it or not, the enemy takes pride in mocking you and pride in mocking the children of God. And will take every single opportunity to get a foothold in our lives and in our mind, especially if we're allowing ourselves to be vulnerable or weak to a person that really doesn't have this same heart or mindset as you we want to make sure that we take in time to get the proper counseling number two get out and do an activity listen I think this is kind of important whether it be something as simple as taking a walk around the block or hanging with a friend or going to a movie or even making a friend and going to a movie or dinner or something or even making a larger commitment like hiking or mountain climbing or skydiving but whatever you do don't stay still stagnant and don't stay isolated do something that's going to allow you to grow spiritually mentally physically no matter what it is right number three develop a lifestyle of healthy eating i know i hear you i feel the same way like i don't like eating healthy but it's super important not many of us want to hear this including myself but it's true if we can develop a healthy diet studies show that it improves clarity of the mind which allows us to become more alert have more energy and do so much more i mean at this point we'll be on our daniel groove doing things like how daniel did and be able to eat things that are healthier will look stronger and i think in the long run it will definitely be uh, a stronger way to go so hey drink more water eat a veggie or two It helps. All right, number four, last and not least. Relax, man. God's got you. Remember the Bible says in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28, to go to Jesus if you are burdened and he'll give you rest. Jesus wants you to enjoy life. He came to give you life so that you can live it more abundantly. And I mean, I'm super happy that he gave us this opportunity, but it's up to us to reach out and obtain it. So listen, God wants us to live our lives in wholeness. And that includes renewing our minds, daily in him through doing so we find that our mentality is thriving as we continue to keep Christ the center of everything that we pursue and it is so so hey if you enjoyed this podcast be sure to subscribe or follow for any upcoming content you can also find this podcast on Apple Music Spotify Pandora as well as on several other podcast platforms and hey if you haven't given your life to Christ now is always a great time Romans 10 and 9 says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that he is risen from the dead, then you will be saved. And as always, Jesus loves you and I do too. Be blessed.